When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you lost survivor and you're feeling down. David and Jessica will turn it around They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how You played yourself and got voted out This is why Blank lost And this is why Blank lost Oh baby, this is why Blank lost Welcome back to the Why Blank Lost Survivor 44 Preview. I'm David Bloomberg, and of course, I'm joined for part two by my co-host, Jessica Lewis. Hello, everyone, and it's nice to see you, David. I feel like, I don't know, I just saw you rather recently. Isn't that crazy? We've had a busy day Sunday as we took over the RHAP Instagram account. Uh, We posted stories that might or might not still be available by the time this podcast comes out, or you're watching it or listening to it. Remember, those only stay up for 24 hours, so mm-hmm. gotta be quick. Uh, we did an Instagram Live where uh, Jessica's friend and former ally, uh, Ken, from Millennials versus Gen X, was the surprise guest. And when I say surprise, it was a surprise to us. He just Yes, that us. was a lovely surprise. I haven't chatted with him in a bit, so that was quite nice to catch up with him. So I got to do that on Instagram Live. <laughs> Yeah, and even his mom was surprised because he told a, told a story about getting things out of her nightstand that she didn't know about. So books, everyone, books. Come okay. on, no, I wanted them to go watch it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but that that live was converted to a reel uh, and is on the Hapgrams account. So you can uh, go watch that and go watch Ken. Definitely. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. So thank you so much for that opportunity to take over the 
RHAP Instagram page. It was quite fun. I'm not a great user of Instagram. It's much different than Twitter. Mm -hmm. Bloomberg has figured out a lot in regards to Instagram in the past couple of days. Thanks to Jill, the RHAP uh, social media coordinator. Yeah, so thank you, Jill, for helping with that. We appreciate it. Very patient with me uh, (laughs) because I'm more of a TikTok guy, as everybody knows. You are a TikTok guy. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyway, uh, we'll talk about all my TikTok and YouTube and other accounts uh, later. But uh, in case you happened on this podcast and you haven't heard part one of the Survivor 44 preview yet, you should probably do that, you know, unless you want to be a rebel. Go get it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Go to order. It's not a big deal. But uh, in that podcast, we discussed what we expect to see in Survivor 44 in terms of advantages and the like. And we covered the Ratu tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this podcast will cover the changes I've made to the rules for this season. And then the Soka tribe, including what we think of each of the players, how they'll do with the rules, and who we think will be the best or will do the best and worst from that tribe. Yes. Uh, the third in a few days will cover the Tika tribe. Uh, and we will also have our final predictions, including our winner picks. Sorry. Yeah. Of course, once Survivor starts, uh, we will be here every week to discuss what each of the voted out players did right and wrong in terms of the rules that I originally wrote way back after the very first Survivor season and have been updating ever since. Yes. Craziness. Crazy. Uh, It's been so long. Yes. Now, uh, the rules themselves, I hope to have updated online soon for Survivor 44. Uh, Once they are, you can find them through a link at our dedicated page on robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. I'll let everyone know when that happens. Um, Part of it is, you know, the changes that I'm about to discuss, normally I run them by Jessica before the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been so busy. I haven't done that. So, hey, surprise. Yay! Um, so in case, you know, she says something that's like, wow, uh, David, you should really add this too, or you should make this change. Uh, then I didn't want to, you know, make it permanent or anything like that. <laughs> um, but until then, and even after then, the rules also come in a shorter and much more colorful version. Yes, they do. Ta-da. And you can uh, find that at, again, robhaswebsite.com slash feed. Scroll down to the poster and click on it. Um, click it, buy it, love it, hang it up, enjoy your life. Right. That's right. I not only have the one behind me, I have a second one, too. See? I know. I see that. that. What did you put that one in? This is in a frame that I recommended to people. Oh, that's the uh, frame? Okay. Yes. yes. Because it looks um, very thin. Yes, it's a very thin fl- frame, and therefore, in my opinion, it emphasizes the post. Mm, I love that. It's so, so, um, so besides the, uh, as I've started to scroll down here on what you could see on the screen, besides the poster, we also have uh, the poster t-shirt, uh, which you can get on the YX Lost feed page, and the checklist t-shirt, which you are wearing. Yes, I am. Um, you might have seen it on my Instagram takeover. Ah, okay. I didn't change my clothes like some people I see. Yes, I've been changing <laughs> shirts all throughout. Someone, someone responded uh, to one of the stories and said, "I'm living for the shirt changes." So you know, <laughs> look at you. That's right. I love it. Um, 
so now, uh, as we uh, move into the rules here, I uh, mentioned this on the Instagram Live, but I have it on good authority from people outside this cast mm-hmm. that there were at least two copies of my rules, not the poster, <laughs> the rules, smuggled into pregame Ponderosa for studying. I love that. Um, much like we heard Voce did, and of course, much like Rob Sesternino did. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly will not mention any names because I don't want to get anyone in trouble. Uh, I mean, that would be bad. You know, they managed to get it through everything. And then I'm the one who gets them in trouble. No. Um, mm. But, you know, if they want at the end of the season, they can come out and reveal it much like Voce and Rob did. Sure. Absolutely. It is rather interesting. The limitations they place on you with what you can and cannot bring mm-hmm. and the uh, approval that you must seek for outside of the box requests. <laughs> now, as you might imagine, after 43 seasons, there aren't a whole lot of changes to the rules, especially since I added in several things that we learned from Survivor 41 and 42 last season. But there are a few new items. Uh, the first rule, of course, has always talked about scheming and plotting, with the mm. implication being, of course, <laughs> that this is not a game about honesty. Sorry, Ken. Uh, but after NECA last season. Can we season, appreciate you? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, he was just talking a lot about that. Uh, so, sorry. Uh, after NECA last season, I decided to put in a specific mention using her as a very good example. Not because I'm picking on her, but because she admits now that she went in thinking she could play with honesty. Mm, but after mm-hmm. the game was over, she said in exit interviews that, no, it's not possible to play the game without lying. Yeah. I do think that that is a really hard concept for people to kind of wrap their brain around when they're going out to play this game. Because you can't play the game like you would live your life every day, even though it would be great if you could and people mm-hmm. want to do that. But unfortunately, you just can't. And it becomes a really, really hard thing because I do believe that early on when Survivor first started, I think it was very hard for viewers to kind of separate the person from the player. And I feel like now there seems to be more of an ability to do that and a willingness to do that, where someone can go on to Survivor and do some crazy outlandish or, you know, lie about Mm -hmm. things and do things that you would never do in, in everyday life. But there seems to be more of an acceptance for it now than there was early on in Survivor, even though that's always been the game that had to be played. Right. Right. I mean, you know, Richard Hatch won the first uh, yeah. season. Brian Heideck was there, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, and you had others in like, between. people got frustrated and didn't and right. were, were like, took it personal and thought he was a terrible human being and yeah. all of the, and it's like he, no, played a game, played right. a game. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, obviously too late for NECA. Hopefully future players who are thinking about it will take note. Yes. Uh, I think one player that we're going to discuss today, uh, in fact, was like you were saying in the early days, thought that he could play honestly, but now Mm -hmm. realizes he can't. I still have some nits to pick with that, but we'll get to it when we get there. (laughs) Um, Another item I added to the first rule was suggested to me on Twitter by listener Deb, and it's to not underestimate your opponents. Mm. Um, you know, as they said, we see it all the time. So I put in a reminder to that effect also in the first rule, noting that just as you're trying to get rid of everyone else, they're trying to get rid of you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, and then the third thing I added was to the sixth rule. And it was actually something I already brought up in our conversation in part one of the podcast. And it's to not just have the right number of shields around you, but the right types of mm -hmm. shields. So if you're the biggest, most muscly guy, having other big, muscly guys around you doesn't really give you a meat shield. Right. In that case, you're better off finding a strategic shield mm. instead. So I approve all of those additions and changes. All right. Stamp <laughs> approval. <laughs> I mean, they're your rules. I just sit yeah. here and help talk through them. You are welcome to add to them what you feel. Is I just like to get another opinion, another, know. you know, and very intelligent that. opinion. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. So, But yeah, the 56 pages that they are now. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> It's a lot of reading. You're going to need a really big book to smuggle those in. Uh, apparently not. I mean, apparently it wasn't that hard, you know, so. Nice. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, yeah, uh, you know, that covers rule changes. And we can move on to our thoughts and predictions mm -hmm. on the Soka tribe. Now, someone did ask on Twitter about showing photographs. Now, I'll just let you know, I'm not technically savvy. And so this is what we're doing today, ladies and gentlemen. Ta-da! This is what we're going to do. We're just going to use a little piece of paper and I'll just hold it a little bit closer. When we're talking about a particular person. Okay. So that's, and I, listen, I get it because when I was actually ooh, Whoa. knocking things over, my gosh, I'm so sorry. When I was actually like going through and I'm still learning all of the individuals, mm -hmm. I have to keep their pictures in front of me as well, because otherwise I'm not going to remember who is who. So appreciate the, the message and thank you. We're going to do our best to try to include them as well. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, before we get to the specific people, as we said in part one, just in case, you know, someone didn't listen to it, everyone, including the players, should remember that we're basing almost everything we'll be discussing off a relatively small amount of information. And as one player from part one responded on Twitter, yeah, I I was I hadn't talked to anyone in eight days, so I was just saying everything. Um <laughs> You know, I would like to just throw this in there, too. When I was uh, listening to Rob and Mike Bloom when they were Mm -hmm. going through the the interviews, I was playing in my car and my son was with me and he says, Mom, these these are the players. I didn't think they could talk to anybody about being on Survivor. You weren't allowed to talk to anybody. What is happening? And he was completely blown away as to what was what was going on. So I explained it to him. And then few minutes later he's like wait so are like other players listening to this i'm like owen it's already been like the game is over it's been recorded he's like oh okay (laughs) it's like this this whole set of emotions that he was just trying to process like wait you weren't allowed to talk to anyone what is happening you didn't have any pregame interviews no and that's what i told him we did but he didn't understand well yeah that's what was happening he wasn't there with you when you went tent to tent and right uh, so there were people on site then yeah so he was he just knew that like there was no talking about it like Mm -hmm. he had he's He's like, my little second grade self was lying to everybody about where my mom was. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was quite it was quite funny to listen to him, like react to what he was hearing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we will start with Claire, who is a 25 okay. year old tech investor uh, originally Claire. from. Let me see. There she is. This is Claire. Hello. Claire. Okay. Um, uh, she is uh, originally from closer to my neck of the woods in Highland Park, Illinois. I believe I have some relatives uh, near there, um, but now in Brooklyn. I well, I have some relatives in Brooklyn too. Um, different relatives, obviously. She immediately got me on her good side uh, with her answer as to why she wants to be part of Survivor. She said, Survivor has been my dream since I was four years old. Survivor has been the most consistent and motivating thing for me and changed the way I approach the world. I've been playing Survivor my whole life. Why not try it in the ultimate arena? Incredible. Uh, Yeah. Now, a lot have been made of the fact that she used to watch the show through her parents' keyhole. I was actually going to cut a keyhole out and put it over. I just didn't have time. Um, I... You know, I know Rob and Mike already brought this up, but how old were the doors in her house that they still had those keyholes? Did she like live in a Scottish castle or something where they have big keyholes that you can look? Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because my parents' house was or is, I should say, a very old farmhouse. Mm -hmm. And there were very old doors that did actually have very large keyholes with, you know, old timey keys, if you will. But, she didn't live on a farm. She lived in Highland Park. Yeah. So I'm not really sure because in my head, I'm. it's, what is it from like, um, oh, geez. The, um, do you want to build a snowman? When she's like, peeking Frozen? To the keyhole. <laughs> <Yes>. oh. <laughs> that's what we have going on here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's fascinating that you could, and I'm also curious, what was the setup of the bedroom that she had a perfect view of the TV through a keyhole that her parents are also laying in bed watching the show. Like I'm in my brain, I'm, I'm putting the, the bedroom together and I, I'm having trouble. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. If, if I had a, if I had a TV in my bedroom, which I don't, uh, if I had a TV where my window is, 
that you'd have a perfect view from my door. Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to go with that then, that she yeah. just had this straight shot right to the TV. That's right. Uh, now, uh, she said she's uh, seen every season a couple times and more recently has uh, started going to some Survivor meetups. Now, mm-hmm. I just want to know what meetups those are. Were they RHAP? Were they Bryson Wendell? Were they Jordan Kalish's group in New York City? Or just some fans and friends of hers? And I don't mean to discount her friends, you know, by saying mm. just, but people I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that she's getting out there, but I know that they are very leery about announcing their presence at some of these functions as well before it's official. That they yeah. are. Well, I think this was before Survivor. I think this was before she went out there. She was right. getting involved in these groups. So, oh, so that would that's great for her. So somebody yeah. was like, hey, how come Claire hasn't been showing up for the last uh, 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 couple months? Uh, she What's must be busy. Claire? Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. No, I think that she's definitely someone who brings an interesting energy to the game where she's so enthusiastic about life and she Mm -hmm. is she is absolutely like i think running out of 10 and i i think that's going to be an interesting dynamic out in survivor because i i but also she recognizes that about herself right Mm -hmm. because she did talk about the needing to breathe and take a moment and process which thank you please do that before you grab a beware advantage and just rip it open and you know maybe she's going to take a step back and, and think it through because I think that someone like her definitely needs to do that too, because if she goes too fast, too soon, she could find herself in trouble because that's what's made her so successful, right? Is, is taking that approach to life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't do that when you play survivor. So I think it's good that she recognizes that about herself, but also great that that's what she wants to bring to the game as well. But it's just finding that balance that she'll have to do. Yeah, she fooled me at first in her response to the idle question saying, uh, oh, she would be incredibly eager to look. Mm. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. But then there'll be plenty of uh uh-oh with some other people later. Uh, But but then she noted that one of her goals is to take that step back because she knows it can paint a target to you. Are on you, especially since, as she said, I'm weak, I'm small, I'm going to be an early target if we want to keep the tribe strong. So, you know, she needs to make sure people trust her for the long term, which is right. good rule seven thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, um, you know, like you said, idols weren't the only place where she used uh, the terms of kind of chilling out. Uh, And as that was also the best advice she said she got from friends and family uh, saying my biggest threat is going to be myself and the situations I put myself into by thinking too much. So, again, good combination of understanding between rules two and six at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. I do think that she's really finding that balance already, just at least in her responses. But again, Mm -hmm. I just hope that she can bring that to this game because part of what was discussed and what they've been talking to each survivor about is the new era of survivor and what they think about it. And she's at least very honest in her Mm -hmm. response, which I loved that she's acknowledging the fact that she has studied every season of survivor. And then they get after season 40, it's like, whatever, (laughs) we're we're changing everything and we're going to do what we want. And so, yeah, that's certainly for someone like her who is, who is so well studied in the game. And she's at least acknowledging that fact that thanks, you know, I've, I've done all of this, this work and now it might not even matter. I think it will still help 
greatly because she is Mm -hmm. a student of the game. But she's also recognizing that there's certain things that she's just not going to be able to anticipate as well, which is what we love about the new era. Right? Yeah, this was an answer of hers that I liked and I'm sure producers probably didn't uh, Mm. because, you know, she said the new era doesn't so much excite her. you know, but, you know, I guess uh, she should have talked to Lauren, who only studied the new era, apparently. You <laughs> right. Know. They should have uh, exchanged notes. Yeah. Now, uh, in part one, I mentioned in relation to Jamie, how the rules can and should be applied, not just to Survivor, but to real life. And Claire is an example of that. As she said, she's always been the odd one out. So she felt like she's been playing a social strategic game her whole life to fit in and succeed. Uh, which sounds a lot like rules five, one and three at the very least. Mm. Uh, Even better is that she is planning to use that life experience to make them like her enough that they'll keep her around until she stabs them in the back. Right. And Uh, I just hope she doesn't slip too much into scheming and plotting too much just because I do feel like she might have that tendency to kind of take over and wanting Mm -hmm. to control things. And that might end up being a problem for her. So I'm hoping again, if she can, if she can manage it all and kind of find that sweet spot, I think she's going to be in a really, really great spot. Yeah. I mean, she's already taking uh, steps or has taken steps to uh, kind of create an image ahead of time. Uh, You know, that uh, Mm. she was, she she's hoping that people will see her as a nice, harmless, young, small girl and uh, a fun, loving kind of chill, goofy young girl. Um, and, you know, she wants to keep hidden that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes when it comes to being strategic, thoughtful and smart. Right. Um, now, she showed more of that strategic thinking and answering the questions about what she wants in an ally. As we saw with most of the players in the Ratu tribe, she wants trust and loyalty. But she went those steps beyond by explaining why. She wants to be able to know what to expect from them. And also, people who think they're smarter than she is, uh, you know, she wants to pair up with and will not pose a threat to her because she, because they don't believe she poses a threat to them. Right. And then she'll determine if she can beat them in the end. Or stab them in the back to get, you know, past them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we know from last season that can be dangerous for a young woman to attempt, even if yes. you're certain that yes. you can beat whoever you're against. So mm-hmm. for her sake, we hopefully won't have a repeat situation. Yes. No, I hope she's able to manage this all because at least she does have, she has a, a plan, but it's not so structured that she can't be flexible with it, which mm-hmm. I also think is great. She's very mindful of her attributes and what she can bring to the game. She's also very mindful of, you know, what people will perceive about her and that right. whole idea that we've talked about perception is reality. So I appreciate the fact that she's taken the time to almost study herself and how she fits into this game. And it's probably due mostly to the fact that she says this has been her whole life, right? She's been having Mm -hmm. to do this. So I'm hoping that by having that experience and then recognizing these things about herself, she'll be able to slip in and manage this game in the way that she wants to see it unfold. Because there's at least a couple of people on this tribe that I think would mesh very nicely with her. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I have to admit, I've already briefly discussed the joys of locks with Claire on Twitter, and that's not the locks with the keyholes that you see through, uh, but the ones you put on a bagel with cream cheese. Um, but what impresses me more is that she said, I'll do whatever it takes to win. I've got the strategic mm-hmm. knowledge and the social skills to get me where I need to go. I'm also easy to underestimate. These people won't see me coming till the knife is in their back. I love this. Um, now, I know she's only the first person we're discussing in this tribe, but right now she's a favorite in my book. She's doing great. She's killing mm-hmm. it. All right. Are she's we moving on? Killing it by stabbing them in the back. Because now we're going to talk about Danny. Yes. And can you see Danny? Okay. Right no. there in the middle. I no? do not see him at all. <laughs> Lift it up. How's Higher. that? Higher. There you go. There you go. Right. Can you see Danny? Yes. There he is. Okay. See, I told you I'm not so great at this. And then it makes everything very dark. But we'll get there. So Danny, according to the things I looked at, is 32 years old. Now we've discussed this. Maybe he was 31 at the time. Right. But 32. He is from Bronx in New York. And he is a firefighter. He describes himself as kind, passionate, and determined. Now he is drawn to things that terrify him. So I think it's interesting that he's a firefighter. Sounds like pretty terrifying stuff to be mm-hmm. walking into but he also says that you can't really be prepared for this ex- experience which might make him more prepared i was a little torn so, yeah so i <laughs> so okay the long pause the yeah long pause there yeah so before we get to that let me tell you what I didn't like uh, he was asked why he wanted to play survivor. He had an answer of the type we complained about in the first part of the podcast, uh, or, you know, talking about putting the human condition on display and stripping you down to your Ross form and how true happiness is found outside your company, blah, blah. Um, you know, uh, then he, and you're, you were probably going to bring this up, also, but this was the second thing he said that made me ready to get very mad was that like Brandon, he mentioned the stupid hourglass lie as his second second favorite moment. Yeah, no, I definitely had a WTF next to yeah. that. And his name is Danny. I know. I know. I know. Well, but, and here's oh. there's OK, but there's some other, let's let's give him let's give him a little bit here that um, I I do appreciate, though, that he says I'm going into this game expecting things not to go my way. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like that angle because it's better to kind of be right. ready as opposed to just having a laid back, relaxed kind of approach to it. However, I do still feel like that's the, the Danny way is to have that more laid back kind of chill approach. But then at the same time. He it's he seems to be very mixed as far as everything yes, I'm reading exactly. about him. It's like things don't seem to jive. He comes across as someone who is very just likable in his responses and the way that he talks about himself. But then he also describes himself as like a frat house guy. And that's how people yeah. perceive him. And so it, he's he's like almost a, a walking contradiction in a lot of the answers that he gave and even the way that he describes himself. And so. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen because he yes. doesn't seem to have a plan because like, I, like I've already said, you can't prepare for this game, which I'm sorry, but you can. 
You can right. prepare for so many components of this game and you need to prepare for so many components right. of this game because if you don't, you're never going to make it out there. So I just, I don't know. I, I'm definitely, definitely a little concerned. Yeah, uh, I think what he was trying to say, or at least looking at it in the, the best way possible, was that he was saying, like you said, things will happen that won't go the way you expect, and you can't just shut down because of it. But mm -hmm. You have to kind of roll with the punches. Basically, a version of the third rule, being flexible. Right. And that's great. Um, yeah, but yeah, but saying you can't be prepared, you're right, because you can mm -hmm. prepare. Right. It's just you also have to be prepared for things to not go your way. Right. And then he's talking about how you can't be stagnant and you can't be complacent. You've got to be ready mm -hmm. to adapt at all times, just like life and survivor is a study of the human condition. So what better way to show the human condition than having to adapt, improvise and overcome at every single corner? All of that sounds great, but it also sounds like you have to have a plan in place. Then if these are the types of things that you want to be coming mm -hmm. out of this game, because you can't be complacent and you can't sit back, which is right. why you have to prepare in order to play this game. And I definitely was was looking at his responses and and just feeling this like mix that I don't really know who Danny is. I, right. I realize he's expressing his ideas, but I feel like they're so contradictory that I'm not sure where he's going to fall, where he's yeah. going to land. No, I totally I mean. Literally, one of my notes is Danny is something of a mixed bag for me. Uh, we'll see how he does when he gets out here, out there. Uh, I don't have him highest on my list nor lowest. Right. He's I think that he's someone who looks very strong. He'll be great in challenges. Mm -hmm. I don't think that he's someone who's going to come across as very threatening in the uh, scheming and plotting right. aspect of the game, which is why he might be someone that can easily be scooped up. By someone like a Claire, maybe that just thinks that this is someone that I can utilize in my game. But I don't know if that's going to be what he'll be okay with because right. I can't really tell what his ideal plan is for this game, just looking at the explanation of himself. Yeah, and that's exactly it. You know, he also, like Claire, said he wants someone who thinks they can beat you. So it would be funny if he and Claire. Uh, both thought they could beat each other, and they're two of the final three going in right. with that attitude. Um, Fascinating. One, you know, I mean, one good thing when it came to idols, he said, uh, you know, he'd be eager, but he said, I'm the same guy who's watching people and saying, no, what are you doing? You yes. can't be looking for an idol yet. You can't be doing this yeah. yet. Yeah. And, and said, you know, it's, He'll hold off until it's not seen negatively because that's a death sentence. Everybody knows that that's Survivor 101. Since yeah. they've brought idols into the game, that's never changed. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yes, yeah, Survivor 101. Mm, yes. Rule seven also. More <laughs> we can definitely appreciate that. Yes. And I think we need to note due to a future Survivor player that we will be discussing that his uh, fictional character that he would want to come out for the loved one's visit was Harry Potter. Just, you know, let's put a pin ah, in that. Hmm. We'll just put a pin in that. We'll move on. <laughs> All right. Are we going on to yes. our next? So we will right. next go on let's to try Franny. Let's to see if I can. Okay, Franny's right here. This yep. is Franny. All right, perfect. Okay. Good. All right, perfect. Uh, she's a 23-year-old research coordinator on mindfulness and meditation from Minnesota. Uh, and now in Massachusetts. Lots of M's. Yes. Uh, one of the words she used to describe herself is zesty. 
which <laughs> I, I don't know. I just like saying zesty. <laughs> so, um, uh, she has been watching since she accidentally stumbled onto Kagiyan while flipping channels and was immediately hooked, saying she went back and watched almost every single season. Mm-hmm. What does she mean? Almost every season. Inquiring I don't know. Minds, she was a little. She was a little. Inquiring minds want to know which season she skipped and why. Um, but she definitely watched Rob Cesarino's first season. Yes. Yes. So um, there's that. At least we and had. Rob that. would be perfectly happy if she didn't watch his second season. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she added. She studied the game and has become steeped in the culture of Survivor for the past couple of years. I'm not, again, much like uh, with Claire, I'm not entirely sure what that entailed, like Reddit, mm. Twitter, podcasts. I, I don't know which part of the culture she's been steeped in. Yeah. Um, but not whatever sure. it is, it's been enough that she not only picked Sophie as her favorite winner, but as her favorite biggest life inspiration yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Sophie is one of my top favorites as well. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good choice. I um, think so too. And I think that it fits what I'm hearing on and like reading on paper. I get a Sophie vibe from her too. So I think that that's an, an interesting choice. And maybe that's because Sophie's such an inspiration for her. And mm-hmm. that's why we're hearing Sophie come through, which makes me very excited when she talks about her adaptability, because that was something Sophie was mm-hmm. very good at. And Sophie was very tolerant of so many things that that transpired but she understood that she mm-hmm. needed to be and so i you know i do think that it will be an interesting uh, component of her game to see if she's able to really be adaptable as she talked about so we've got some you know rule 3 happening there as well so i i'm excited for her because she again seems to know who she is and has a good sense mm-hmm. of herself and understands how to bring that into the game. And yeah. I think that that's a great thing to do walking into something like this. You have to know yourself and you have to know how it's going to mix in, as she describes, a swirling tornado of chaos. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of a, a, a swirling tornado of chaos, I didn't want to leave the Sophie part uh, without uh, giving congratulations to Sophie and uh, her husband, the settlers of Catan Shark, on uh, the recent birth of their new baby. And so their house may be a swirling tornado of chaos. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so, yes, congratulations to them. Yes. Um, now, going along with Franny's uh, studying of the game. She said people will probably perceive her as nerdy and smart, uh, but her mom told her she thinks too much like Michaela from your season, mm-hmm. uh, looking four moves ahead and advised her to keep that to herself, yes. uh, which she indeed plans to do. As she said, never let anybody know just how prepared you are for the rest of the game. So that's yeah. some good rule six thinking there. That's great mom advice right there. Yes. Excellent job. I love that. I'm um, also interested to see how her actual work is going to help her in the game because it's all about basically, you know, meditation mm-hmm. and self-compassion and how that can help treat mental and physical conditions. And hell, you're going to go through so many mental right. and physical things out there that that that's another thing I'm, I'm intrigued by her to see if that will help her get through and maybe also help other people that she's playing the game with get through as well. 
Yeah. I mean, she could certainly, I mean, we talked about um, Matthew not wanting to use uh, massage to uh, get people on his side for evil. Um, I don't know if Franny will use meditation for evil. We'll have to see. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, but, uh, you know, going back to the smart nerdy vibe, uh, she said it'll be hard to avoid things like being the puzzle person or have others come to her with strategy talk, um, which, you know, people coming to you with strategy talk is not a bad thing mm-hmm. as long as you don't overdo it. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, for the puzzle, well, I mean, if you get the puzzle right, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you volunteer and screw it up, it's not so great. But if they drag you into it and you're yeah. not the one saying I can do it. Yeah. It's less bad. It's not sure. necessarily great, but it's less bad. It's definitely less bad. If you're volunteering, um, you better kill it. I'm just yeah. saying you yeah. better kill it. Um, she even said she wants an ally who is interested in talking through every possible outcome and considering the alternatives. Mm-hmm. But again, she has to balance some things. You can't overdo it. You can't analyze absolutely everything to that yeah. degree. And I, but I, if she's if she's able to kind of. Well, and that's interesting, right? Because if she holds off doing that until somebody else is willing to do that, maybe they're both going to hold off doing it and then nobody will. (laughs) So it's like this weird cyclical thing that she might find herself falling into where nobody's really being completely forthcoming with how Mm -hmm. they want to approach a situation. So maybe maybe she'll find someone that's willing to take that first step. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the new era aspect of things, Franny seems to be of two minds. Uh, she knows there's a lot of uncertainty and randomness that can hurt people's games, but she wants to be the calm in the eye of that storm that you mm-hmm. were talking about. Uh, the problem is there aren't any weather forecasters here. So making sure you're in the eye of the storm instead of swept away by the storm is difficult. Uh, yeah. But Franny says one of her superpowers will be adaptability and that she's always uh, learning and shifting based on her surroundings. So Maybe she can navigate the storm after after all. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, are we moving on mm-hmm. to Miss Heidi? Yes. Heidi is here. This is Heidi. There yes. we are. All right. So this is a woman who has raised incredibly smart kids because they know not to tell others about idols. Thank yes. you very much. He did great with that, Heidi. We appreciate that. Heidi is 43 years old. She is originally from Ponce, Puerto Rico. She now lives in Pittsburgh, and she is an engineering manager, describes herself as energetic, adventurous, and loud. That might be problematic when you're playing Survivor, the loud portion, but we'll see. So I want to stop you here because the whole engineering manager threw me for a loop. Yeah? Okay, because I'm not entirely sure what it means in this context. Hmm. So I was, I guess, technically still am an engineer and I was a manager and I was a manager of engineers, <laughs> but I so don't you, know that I was an engineer. I don't know. That was never my title, <laughs> but I also knew a guy who worked for me who got a degree in engineering management as a separate field of study, but he really didn't know anything about engineering. His degree was in how to manage engineers. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I know. Um, <laughs> But but Heidi did briefly say, I think in her social media video intro and someplace else, that she was an engine she is an engineer. So that's at least one clue to the puzzle, even though that's probably a puzzle 
nobody else cares about but me. That's fascinating. Well, listen, she's got 40 patents, for God's sakes. I mean, what? That is damn impressive. That's that's someone who I feel like there's a lot of brains in this whole season. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a whole lot of really, really smart people. And she's also someone who's not just really smart, but she loves CrossFit, which she's her husband said she's going to kill it in the challenges like she's going to do great in the challenges. So I think that she's kind of got all of the the package, if you will, where she's mm-hmm. got the brain. She's also has the uh, the strength for this game as well. And um, she just. There was something, though, there was something. And like when I was when I was listening to her speak about the game and what mm-hmm. she was hoping to to have the experience like, I do think that for her, her early life struggles that she had to go through are probably going to give her a lot of drive in how she plays Survivor. Mm-hmm. But I also am I'm, I'm a little concerned that she might be I don't I don't know if it's going to be like too compassionate or too kind of almost caught up in the in the moment um she is the oldest woman on the tribe and i don't want her to end up falling into the like i have to take care of everybody she is a mother and so i always worry about that you have a very strong woman who is who clearly is passionate about life has worked so hard to be where she is and to be successful Mm -hmm. that i just hope she doesn't get swept up in this idea that then she needs to take care of or manage them right yes i you know so like i i don't want that to happen to her i'm really hoping that she can avoid that from happening to her yeah i like that she she describes herself as seasoned yes uh you know thank you that's a beautiful uh, word yeah seasoned it kind of you know salt and pepper um (laughs) but uh you could maybe she could get together with franny who's zesty and then you could have zesty seasoning (laughs) Um, so, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm worried about her for the same reasons you were mentioning. Um, you know, but to go back to some of the other things she said, she was a late comer to survivor. So, you mm-hmm. know, again, like some of the others, uh, but was hooked as soon as she saw her first episode, going back to watch every season from the beginning. Um, and like you said, it looks like she's watched with her kids because they're smart kids. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in terms of an ally, it seems like she's literally looking for someone opposite, like a tall right. young person. Right. Um, looking at this group, maybe Matt fits the bill. I'm not sure. Um, I'm also not sure that you can quite get that specific. Um, so. No, but I do think, though, that there's something to be said about the opposite component, because mm-hmm. it does sound like a, a lot of the people on her tribe are kind of like looking for the yin to their yang. Mm-hmm. And so this might be something that multiple people on the you know very small six person tribe are also trying to achieve. And I could see her connecting with Claire. I could see her connecting with Franny. And because I do feel like there's something about the just the approach that I think that they've taken to especially Claire, just, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's like some, there's some struggle with life in general that they've had to go through. And I, so I'm, I'm hoping that there could be some connection there and that we would avoid the, the mom or the manager kind of relationship. And it would just be more an appreciation of what they can offer to the game. And so I, I think that she might end up 
doing well if she's able to find that connection because we do have this is a very young group yeah. and I want it I just I hope for her sake that she's able to find a connection and that she is able to connect I'm hoping right yeah overall I like that she knows uh, and said this is a game of deceit and she will play the game hard mm-hmm. uh, I thought the funniest thing she said was that she loves Sandra and if she could be half as good as Sandra that means she'll win once love it mm-hmm <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we have Josh, who is a. Oh, I'm, I was looking at my notes. You're moving. Oh, okay. Here we go, Josh. He's a, right uh, there in the middle. Yep, in the yellow. Uh, he is a. Bloomberg's 30, like, move the paper. Let's go. Yeah, he is a 34 year old <laughs> surgical podiatrist, originally from Cincinnati, now Atlanta. His interviews really provided a mix of the good and the not so good, from mm. my standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Start out with the not so good answer regarding searching for advantages in which he said he'd be very eager to do it. And even added, that's one of the top things on my list to do. Now, I already ranted a bit about this kind of answer in the first preview podcast when it came to Lauren saying something even more positive about idle hunting. So people can go back and re-listen to that. But for Josh, I don't understand the logic he's trying to give us behind this answer. He says he believes he'll already be perceived as a threat due to his athletic ability. So he wants to find idols and advantages so he can get further and not be perceived as a bigger threat than he already is. This is. I thought it didn't matter if he was perceived as a bigger threat because he was already perceived as a threat. Well, I don't know. It's a head scratcher to me because first, I don't think he'll be perceived as a threat early, but rather as a positive challenge force on his tribe. Mm. But that aside, if we take his presumption as true that he will be seen as a threat, idle hunting is a huge risk of becoming even a bigger one. Yeah. And, and then if, if you actually have one. Right. Yeah. He Because that's what he's saying. He'd use what he finds to get further in the game. And mm. history tells us people who do that are even bigger threats. Yeah. So. I don't see how he's saying it would be the opposite. It seems like going against rule six, just all over the place. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Josh is, Josh is, I, I had a bit of a struggle. Just first of all, an incredible backstory. Again, we have yes. someone who, who has been through the worst things that you could ever experience right. in your existence and has used that to propel him forward in life. Yes. So, incredible incredible backstory clearly an incredibly intelligent human being mm-hmm. graduated top of his class oh we didn't even mention that by the way we just have to go back to franny for a second uh perfect scorner mcat hi just you know throwing that out there again very smart tribe but i just feel like he's i don't know there's something about him that that makes me feel Like he's going to like one of the things he talked about was that he wants when he's talking about the person he'd be looking for as an Mm -hmm. alliance partner with the honesty and trustworthiness again, which a lot of people seem to be Mm -hmm. pointing to. But what he wants to do is basically split at the merge, like get to the merge and then split with this person. Like, does he mean split? Like we're going to both then kind of collect people and bring them back. Or are we just going to go our separate ways and be done and then not ever work with each other again. I, it just, again, seemed like a lot of, 
things that were not making sense. Like what's the long-term goal here? What's the long-term plan? And I understand Sometimes the plans don't work on Survivor. I get that. We've talked about that. No, you can come in with a plan. They always work perfectly. But something like that, splitting up the merge, like I, what does that mean? What does yeah, that actually I don't know. mean? I don't know. Um, you know, and you mentioned play, the honesty aspect of him. He's the one I was talking about earlier where he said when Survivor first came out, he told himself he was going to play an honest game and not backstab. Now, it's good that he realized that doesn't work. Mm. But the confusing part to me is he said he came to this decision because of the new era, because of all the twists. And to that, I ask, Josh, where have you been? Um, <laughs> that whole idea should have left his head many years ago. Um, but I guess uh, it doesn't matter. He came to that realization now. So let's just be thankful for that. Yeah. Well, then he um, also talks about when, as far as the advantages component, mm-hmm. You know, I want to keep winning challenges, be social so I can find my one wing person and then find these hidden advantages and hidden immunity idols so I can get further in the game so that I won't be perceived as a bigger threat that I already am perceived as. Isn't yeah. that like everyone's perfect game idea of Survivor? Yes. <laughs> you know, like, these are all of the things that everybody wants to be able to do. I will align myself with the best person possible. We will win every challenge. We will get to the end and I will get the million dollars. That yes, and plan. we will have idols getting us there along yes, the way. Yes, yes, yes. That is yeah, my it was plan. like the perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> so, good luck, Josh. I hope yeah. that works out for yeah. you. <laughs> now, he has watched uh, with his family since the beginning, and he's seen almost every season, as I asked with Franny. What do you mean almost? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But, you know, then he called himself and his family very, very hardcore fans. Now, here's the thing. These days, Watching almost every season does not make you a hardcore fan. No. Um, he couldn't even remember Eric Reichenbach's name when discussing his favorite Survivor moment. Yeah, come on. You can't forget Eric's name. No. Um, but I, I, I do acknowledge if you're unaware of the full Survivor universe, then a person might say something like this. You have said yourself that before you went on Survivor, mm-hmm. you didn't know about this full Survivor I know. universe. I wish I had. So I don't know. Would you have called yourself a very, very hardcore fan? No, no. Okay. No, I was just, I love the show, watched it all the time, never missed an episode, but that would be it. I wasn't reading the blogs and I wasn't in this underground world that I now know exists. And I We're not underground. (laughs) I truly wish. posted to YouTube. Well, I guess. I guess something's posted to YouTube. No, I I truly wish that I I knew more about all of these things that existed. Like you, David Bloomberg. Aw, thanks. I would have snuck the rules in myself. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving to a couple of better things that he said. Uh, He talked about being social and inclusive with his tribe mates. Uh, so he can get to the end and then, bam, he'll backstab or do whatever he needs to do mm-hmm. to win. Um, so basically get people to trust him so he can vote them out, which is, you know, good rule one and five behavior. Sure. Along with that, uh, he knows he has to put his emotions aside and not let anyone play on them going along with the fourth rule. So all these are good things. Uh, also good. He said one of his favorite hobbies is obstacle course races, which should certainly help him in Survivor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with everything he's already overcome and that, 
Um, I don't know. It will be very interesting to see him play. I do think just, you know, due to strength, he probably makes the merge. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have, I have some very real concerns for him. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, it, it because can. I feel like he is someone who comes across as very sure of who he is mm-hmm. and that's fine. You know, that's completely fine, but I don't know if he's going to kind of keep it in check. Like, like we yeah. talked about Claire, where Claire is like, no one's going to know what right. I am. I feel like he wants it on display. He wants everybody to know how strong he is, which is why he's like, then I'm going to go look for idols because, ha, <laughs> you know, like yes. somehow that will make him less of a threat, more of a threat, not enough of a threat. I Like, I, I'm not sure how he's determining that. I mean, if level. he gets busted, you know, Danny has already said that's a death sentence. Yes. And so this is what I'm concerned with is that mm-hmm. he's going to go out there and be playing, you know, zero to 60 immediately because. I, again, I, that's his life. That's the way he's mm-hmm. been. He's a, he's an alpha and there's nothing wrong with that, except when you're playing a game like this and you have to balance that with other people. Right. And my concern for him is that it's going, he's just going to come in too, too hard, too fast, too soon. And even though he might be great at the challenges, this is, this looks like a very strong tribe. And mm-hmm. I think that they might need to weigh that if right. they find themselves in a situation that, Causes yeah. them to go to tribal council. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we are going to talk about this last Our individual final here. member of the tribe. This is Matt. Now he is coming in with a one-two punch and goofy grin, and he is inspired by failing. And our one and only Eric Reichenbach. Thank you very much. He remembered his name. He remembered his name. Yes. He did. He remembered his name. Now. Matt is 27 years old from Albany, California, but he's currently in San Francisco. He's a security software engineer, calls him, or describes himself as joyful, empathetic, and persistent. Now, one life experience that has prepared him for the game, which I thought was interesting, is failing at stuff, which is why I mentioned mm-hmm. that right out the gate. I think the best survivors are defined by how they respond to setbacks. And I did really appreciate that about him yes. because he knows that even if it doesn't work, there might be another plan. So flexibility here, maybe he'll be able to pull some things through with that. And he also mentioned that days of riding coattails are over. Everyone is too good at this game. Right. I don't know if that's necessarily (laughs) the truth, but at least he's recognizing that people who are playing this game are there to play. Yeah. I don't know that it's riding coattails anymore, but using shields. Yes. And I think that's, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, so let's see what else we've got about him. So again, well, he he's got this. Uh, his story with Survivor is a little less specific than some. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was introduced by a girl he really liked in high school. Oh yes. Now, no word on what happened to the girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he but said, "Look who's on Survivor now." <laughs> yeah, he's been watching pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that entails. Um, but like you said, at least he remembered Eric's name. Um, yes. so then again, we know that season was on Netflix. So lots of people remember Eric from that. Yes. But I do think that he's, he's an interesting individual. I get a little bit of like Owen vibe from him, the Charlie Brown kind of portion of Owen, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's, there's this constant, like this failing component, but I yeah. do love that even in all of that rejection, he utilized that to keep 
moving himself forward. Right. But he also recognizes that he's kind of, even though he's very persistent, he also is kind of laid back in, in the same, in the same vein. So he seems like a mix of, I think things that can be really great in this game, mm-hmm. but then things that could potentially put you at risk. And I think it's all going to depend upon who he's able to make a connection with. I was thinking maybe Franny because he seems to have the same type of approach that Franny was taking. We're thinking through things that I, that I say really, really carefully, like wants people to do that with him. And that's something that Franny was looking for. But again, someone has to be willing to step forward and do that first. Right. So maybe he and Franny would end up connecting in that way, but he wants to be very genuine with that person and talks about being you know, mm-hmm. coming with creative strategies. So I do think that he has a good idea about how he wants to play the game, but he's concerned for himself because of potential anxiety and that he can get too much into his own head. And that is a death knell in this game. If you mm-hmm. spend too much time in your own head, talking yourself out of things, and you have to talk through things. Right. That's different than blaming yourself feeling like you should have done something differently. It happens because you're going to make a decision. It's going to be the wrong one. And then you're going to kick yourself, but you got to get over it. And he's afraid that he's going to get stuck in that spot and not be able to get past it. Like he has other failures that he's had in his life. So I'm hoping that he's able to not get trapped in that, that he's able to quiet that voice if it happens to him, because I do think that he can bring some potentially good things to the game. And maybe he and Danny can hang out and talk about Harry Potter since yeah. his loved one or fictional mm-hmm. character was Dumbledore. So, you know, who knows? Maybe he and Danny can hang out and they can talk about Harry Potter things. But. Or they'll talk about Harry Potter being on the tribe we're going to discuss next time. Um, mm, yes. So, uh-huh. so um, now getting, yeah, talking about some of the things with Matt. Um, that you were mentioning, uh, you know, he, he talked about putting on a front, he's just there to have a fun adventure. So they won't see how much he's thinking behind the scenes. Um, why discuss all those different options? Uh, one thing he mentioned that's particularly interesting because he brought up how often it's this person or that person, but you really can go in lots of different directions. Mm. And I feel like we've seen that with certain players like George on Australian survivor, where someone will come to him with a plan of a or B and he'll be like, but what if we went with a completely different person D? (laughs) Um, I will say though, I think Matt's falling for the editing a little bit because I think that a lot of the a or B thinking we see on survivor is the producers editing it Mm. for simplicity for TV viewers. Mm. You know, because we've heard before, oh, it was you or this person. They'll say in an interview, no, actually, it was one of six right. of us. Yeah. And, you know, it was just edited that way. So yeah. he might find out it's not quite as binary as when he, you know, what he was thinking. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, now, I do want to talk about the bad side of Matt, <laughs> which is idols. Uh, because... He said he will be very eager to find them and then went further (laughs) and said, 
This new era is almost defined by advantages, and having an advantage opens up so many doors of possibilities for you that it is really doing yourself a disservice in this game not to be looking for advantages. I would expect everyone out there to go looking for advantages because they're so huge. You want to have options at any stage of the game. It's valuable to have multiple things that you could do and be able to choose from that. It's an embarrassment of riches. That's the position I want to get. Yeah. <sighs> no. Yeah. There's well, just. Oh, but he's, I will say, uh, I know I'm not going to, I'm just saying, acknowledging that advantages are basically everything in this new era of survivor. No, but they're not. not. I mean, I mean, he's. Because but, they've, but they've made it this way. They made it look that way, but. You have to fight against it, it's, Matt. It's not the key to Survivor. Right. And I don't understand how people have come away with this idea other than the propaganda from the show itself. Yes. Because it's not true. More often, it's the opposite. Advantages are causing people's demise. Mm -hmm. Just look. Look at what has happened over the past three seasons when right. people have an idol or have an advantage. They are more often knocked out because of it than it mm -hmm. actually does them any good. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, not great. It's no. Not and it's, it's just, if you don't have other elements to your game, getting an idle or advantage or multiple advantages is not going to win for you. Yeah. Matt, Matt, you've disappointed me, Matt. <laughs> I think Matt will be fine. We'll see. Well, I don't know if he'll be fine. Um, so yeah, that's, I, I unfortunately had to end with that. Even no, and that's okay. Brain. No, because this, I, I think that this is a very interesting group of people who are incredibly like intelligent. And I think that that's mm -hmm. going to cause the first person who will be voted out of this tribe. It's going to be that component of it. They're just going to okay. be too smart for their own good. Okay. Well, hold that thought. I just want to say before we get to that, uh, it, it is interesting to follow up on the you know thought that I had with Matt that so many of these players are itching to go out yes. and run around and look for idols. Yeah. Um, again, I'm somewhat flummoxed as to how you can watch 41 and 42 and come away with the idea that these are good things. Mm. Um, but you know, at least there's, you know, like Danny saying, no, don't do that. Survivor 101. Mm -hmm. um, I also find it interesting that this particular tribe seems to have fewer super duper or uber fans mm -hmm. and more people who are what I'll call big fans. Big fans. And, oh, I like that. Big yeah. fans. Um, I, it may not seem like a huge difference, but it's one thing to watch Survivor with your friends and family. And another to have in-depth conversations on social media or listen to hours and hours of great podcasts. Hello. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, we obviously recommend the latter. Uh, I, you know, uh, further recommend uh, watching short videos about Survivor on TikTok and YouTube. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. so crazy. All of these things you can offer. <gasps> I know. What? What a coincidence. It's crazy the world we live in. Oh my God. <laughs> And you can do that at, at David Bloomberg TV on mm, almost any yes, you uh, can. video. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I am having a harder time than usual coming up with who I think will be voted out first from Soka. But you seem to already have someone I'm going on your with mind. my gut on this one. I think it's going to be Josh. 
Okay. And I know that that's, that's a, and here's, here's my thought process. I think looking at this group of people, you have, you have quite a group that is incredible. Like just, they just seem really smart. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is going to be an interesting part of Claire's existence because we already heard Claire speak about how mm-hmm. she doesn't want people to know how smart she is. And she's going to be looking for people that she knows that she can beat and that's who she's going to want to work with. So she's going to be looking very closely at who people are. And I feel like Josh is going to come in and be like, this is who I am and is not going to be hiding anything and is going to put everything on the table Mm -hmm. and is going to be showing them his abilities and capabilities and how smart he is. I don't know if he talked about whether or not he would talk about being a surgeon or not, but I don't feel like he's the type of person that's going to hide it. Yeah. And so I think Claire is going to look at that and say, "Hmm, I appreciate the struggle that he had growing up. I appreciate the struggle that he's had just being the person he is in this life because she's had very similar Mm -hmm. types of struggles, but he's too smart and I want him out of this game. And I think that she is going to glom on to the other players and is going to like Danny, I think is someone that she's probably going to scoop up. And I feel like Franny, I've already talked about Franny and maybe even um, Heidi kind of meshing with her really Mm -hmm. well. And I just don't feel like Matt is going to be threatening to someone like Claire. I think Claire is going to be looking for blood immediately, but she's going to be able to hide it because I think Josh is going to do it for himself. Okay. Um, That is very interesting. And I would not be surprised if it's true. Um, I went based on challenge strength. Yeah. Um, but even as I said that, these they do, do generally seem to be a strong group. So I don't know. I think that the other four, other than Danny and Josh, should fit together well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think they're going to value Danny and Josh for that strength. I'm unfortunately going to say Heidi, not for any good reason, certainly not because I want it. I just think is the oldest and the smallest. She may be the one who's easiest to single out. And that's a true concern, but she's also yeah. a CrossFit person. too. I know, so. but CrossFit doesn't mean you can lift a heavy truck up a ramp. Mm, that's true. Uh, I mean, it means you can do all sorts well. of things. Yeah. I know. I, so I, it's it. This is it's a hard. It's definitely a hard right, one. That's why right. I feel like it's going to be something different that's going to set this person apart. Yeah. Now speaking of Claire, uh, as for who I think will do the best in the tribe, how can I not like her? Um, I mean, I like Franny too. She's a, a close second for me, but uh, Claire's my pick to go the furthest. I just I love the names too. We have Claire, Franny, and Heidi. Like these are like old school names that mm-hmm. I really can get behind. But I do think that Claire has I think Claire's got what it takes to make it very far in this game because she is so grounded mm-hmm. and she recognizes every aspect of herself and how it will fit into this game and how to shy away from the things that could negatively affect her and highlight those things that could make her go further. I think she's definitely gonna be one to watch, yes. Okay, so there we have it. Uh, Everyone should uh, watch for our third preview uh, coming up uh, later this week. Um, I'm guessing it'll probably show up around Friday morning. Uh, And uh, 
uh, in the meantime, um, you know, I, I, uh, hope that people will check out the Instagram live stuff that we did, whatever's left. Um, <laughs> you know, and, uh, any other social media. Well, yes, because we, I am at, uh, on Twitter, I'm at Jessica Lewis 89 and he is at David Bloomberg. So you should definitely follow us both. Now, David Bloomberg, I will say has a whole slew of other things. So many, he has his own like individual page that you can go to and click on, and then you can follow him on everything, which he is now going to display for you, our Professor Bloomberg here. <laughs> so you can check out all of his items, inclusive of his TikTok. You have to yes. go follow him on TikTok. You have to. Yes, and that page is my link tree. It is uh, Linktree slash David Bloomberg, except there's a dot before the EE. Uh, and uh, the easy way to remember it for uh, for all the video accounts, whether it's uh, YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram, it's at David Bloomberg TV. Excellent. Can I thank people? Are we there yet? No. Uh, okay. As, um, I'm so thrown off. No. So, uh, but on those, uh, on TikTok and everything, I, I had uh, mentioned previously, I've been posting mini Y blank lost for mm -hmm. each player eliminated from Australian Survivor, plus other clips, commentary from that show, as well as other shows like Special Forces and Tough as Nails. Um, and, uh, I also want to remind everyone that the rules we discussed are available in uh, poster form mm -hmm. and t-shirt form, and also as a checklist t-shirt form. And you can get that, get to those by going to robhaswebsite.com slash YX lost feed. Uh, I, I also want to encourage people to join the patron program, either from that same page or at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. And also make sure you're subscribed to all the reality TV rehab ups podcast by going to robhaswebsite.com slash rehab ups feed. Um, and from there, you could just select your podcast service of choice yes. and get all the different things from, from the survivor podcasts to podcasts on a whole bunch of different other shows. So definitely go to robhaswebsite.com slash Yes. Now can I say thank you? Yes. <laughs> You've, I've, I've been thrown off. There's so many changes. Yes. So I would like to thank Scott for doing all of the editing, not just here on Why Blank Loss, but all of the Rehap Up information that is out there in the universe. Thank you so much, Scott St. Pierre, for all of the incredible, incredible work that you do that you put into this every single week with all of the podcasting material that you make available. So thank you for that. And thank you to Will from America for the theme song that you created for Why Blank Lost. We love it. Super catchy. Thank you again. You are incredibly talented. And thank you to all of the listeners for sitting down with us once again, whether you're driving in your car, sitting at your computer, whatever you're doing. Thank you. Or even if you're we standing. You. Right. Or lying anything. down. Dancing, lying working down. out, yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. And thank you, David Bloomberg, for another fun one hour and 11 minute, almost 112 <laughs> at this point, podcast talking about six incredible people that I can't wait to watch on the TV. And thank you as well uh, for this very full uh, day that we have had of doing all sorts of things. Yes. I'll be asking you for a couple more when we're done here. But, I'm sure. I was like, uh, can you send another video? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, once again, we will see everybody in a few days. Uh, until then.
See you online at various other places. Bye. Bye. A survivor and you're feeling down. David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.